0: Hello again from Ireland. Tonight finds me in the town of Sligo, in the county of Sligo, and I can't wait to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to the past few days. But first, I have a terrific accommodation question. Ruth W. asks something that I actually hear rather often. She said, I'm wondering how to find budget to mid-priced accommodations for three adults, myself and my two children. We like places that have character, feel homey, and have a flavor of the local culture. We can share a room and a bathroom, but we each need our own bed. We are not sharing room with others, so that completely takes out any hostels, right? Uh, breakfast would be great, but that could mean we just have a refrigerator and a coffee maker. I'm thinking we we'll spend two to four nights in most places, maybe more if there's a central location to day trip from, and then we could do short-term rental planning on a car except in Dublin I find that hotels are usually geared to couples or families with young children is there a room with three beds Um, is that very common Are guest houses a category bed and breakfast how do I find them this is actually a really terrific question because mainly it's just the room terms that can get confusing so I'm gonna go through a little bit about how to find accommodations, what kind of accommodations might be the best option for what she's looking for, and then talk a little bit about some of the room terms and quirky things about hotels in Ireland. Now, for mid-priced homey accommodations, you really can't get any better than a traditional Irish bed and breakfast. The best place to start looking for those accommodations is on the B&B Ireland website. Now, on that website, you can search for your rooms by dates, locations, and the number of people staying. The site's going to deliver your best options, and then from those, you'll look at the description and you'll figure out what room fits what you need. Now, another um, search tip is to use an aggregate site like booking.com. You can search again by dates, locations, number of people staying, but with that one, I always recommend that you check the actual direct booking site For that accommodation just to see what they have available and what their prices look like for booking direct All right now be sure to visit the show notes for quick links to both of those places You don't have to go googling it. Just hit the show notes. Okay. All right Now there are a few terms to watch for when you are booking a room in Ireland when you're booking a room for three people and you want three beds, you want to search for a room that says triple. That means it will have three twin beds. So a triple room has three twin beds. Now a family room may also work, but you need to check how many people that will sleep. What you would be looking for for a family room is a room with a double bed and two twin beds because that will sleep four people, but it will still have three beds. If you want breakfast included, you would look for a room on a bed and breakfast basis. All B&Bs offer breakfast, but in some hotels, it can be an additional cost. All right, so there are a few more room terms that you may want to know that will be helpful as you're looking for accommodations in Ireland. Um, a double room means that it sleeps two people, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting a double bed. Um, What you would want to do then is to read the description or inquire with the accommodation to learn more about the room layouts. Because a double room in some rooms would be two twin beds. In some rooms it would be a double bed. And in other rooms it might be a king size bed. So again, this is where reading those room descriptions is going to come in really handy for you. And then another thing, many king size beds Boot rooms and king size with king size beds can be made into a double room with two twin beds because they simply take that king size bed and split it in half. So if you're looking for a room with two twin beds, take a look at rooms that have a king bed in them and make inquiries on that. Now, not all hotel rooms will have a refrigerator, so you want to read the room descriptions to see if it's included. Um, B&Bs are highly unlikely to have a refrigerator in the room. And nearly every accommodation will have a kettle or a coffee pot or both in your room. A few other things that I've noticed that people, especially North Americans, find odd in, in Irish hotels. Um, number one, many hotels will not have a top sheet. Uh, most hotels use a duvet and the covers are changed between guests. Now, if you want a top sheet, all you have to do is ask at the front desk because fitted sheets aren't as much of a thing in Ireland as they are in North America. So usually it's just a flat sheet that is tucked. So if you need a top sheet, just ask. You don't have to bring one. Um, Accommodations below four stars will not usually have a washcloth. Um, Often in Ireland, those are called a flannel. If this is a necessity for you, you can certainly bring your own. I would opt for something that is a quick dry option. But if you're anything like me and you use a washcloth, you like to change it daily because they get dirty, right? So what I recommend is just bring facial wipes for your trip if that's something that, you know, washing your face with a cloth is important to you. Just bring facial wipes, okay? Um, And finally, sustainability is an important thing in Ireland and many hotel rooms will require that you use your key card. Um, It goes into a slot in your room and that's what turns the electricity on it. Flicks the little switch that turns on electricity to the room, Um, your lights, your plugs, everything. So just be aware that if you come into a room and you turn on the light and it's not working, you probably need to insert your key card into a slot to turn on your electricity. All right, now we've gone through all that, I'm going to tell you about the last few days um, since we spoke last. So the last time I think that the podcast, we had been through uh, the north a bit. We'd done Carricka Reed and the Giant's Causeway, a terrific sheepdog experience and Bushmills. And so what we did the last few days, we continued through the north. We had a couple photo ops at Dunluce Castle. Um, Game of Thrones fans are going to know that as the House of Greyjoy. Um, So beautiful, right on a cliff, and uh, we could not have had a better day with beautiful blue skies. It was absolutely perfect. We did an incredible walking tour of Derry with Glenn Doherty of Derry Guided Tours. If you want to hear more um, from Glenn, Go ahead and check out podcast episode 116. Then we had a very windy visit uh, to Greenin of Alley, the Hill Fort, uh, amazing spot. You can see three or four counties from there on a clear day. And we had a beautiful day for viewing, very, very windy, but a beautiful day for viewing. And we spent the night right um, almost beneath that near the border of the counties of Donegal and Derry. Now, the next day we woke, so that would be yesterday, we woke up to super heavy rain. But as we traveled south, the clouds thinned and we had beautiful views from the Glengesh Pass. So that's a mountain pass in the southwestern part of County Donegal. We dodged some heavy showers at the Kill Folk Village, um, again, right there in that deep southwestern part of County Donegal. And then we had stunning clear skies when we visited the Schlievleet Cliffs. We made a not-so-quick stop at Studio Donegal Hand Weavers, and uh, quite a few of us took advantage of their shipping because the wonderful Donegal Tweed, oh, so beautiful. And and at that spot, you can see them doing the weaving and see the women who actually make the clothing. Really a terrific spot. on your way between Schlieve League and Donegal Town. And then we arrived at Loch Esk for an evening of pampering. Really, really great spot, one of my favorite hotels. And that brings us today. And we woke to Storm Agnes, pushing heavy rain into Ireland, which put a bit of a damper on our coastal touring. So we arrived early in Sligo Town. Uh, we were lucky enough to be able to get our our bags into our rooms a little bit early in sligo kind of dodged the rain as we popped in and out of shops on castle street and then we joined anthony gray for a taste of sligo food tour for that if you want to learn more about anthony sligo and the food tour uh check out podcast episode number 66 And then this evening, we are heading out for some live music, a little bit of crack, and enjoying the town of Sligo. Now, I want to uh, send a special thanks to those who ordered a copy of the My Ireland Vacation Planner and Journal. I picked up a special gift yesterday for those, and it will be tucked into your order when I return home. If you're ready to begin your own vacation planning and want to know more about this special offer be sure to listen to episode 173 and place your order before October 7th because that is my last day out and about in Ireland so the last time I can pick up something fun for you and finally if you have an Ireland travel question I would love to answer it on the podcast you can email your questions directly to me, Jody, J-O-D-Y, at irelandfamilyvacations.com. Write podcast question in the subject line, and be sure to let me know how I can give you a special thank you shout out when I ask your question or when I read your question. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying these live episodes um, as I pop in when I can while I am hosting this women's tour. Um, and until the next time I check in with you. Slongofo.